You're listening to a 95BFM podcast. The New Zealand Council of Trade Unions and the Human Rights Commission have recently made recommendations to the government on how to minimise the Pacific pay gap. This came due to a report into the systemic gap seen between Pakeha men and minority groups in their incomes. The groups have called for urgent pay transparency legislation to be put in place, as well as changes to the living wage and minimum wage, as well as implementing protective measures. To learn more, I spoke to NZTTU's Caroline Medeco about what they're calling for and why it's important. She first ran through the findings and purpose of the Pacific Pay Gap Report. The Pacific pay gap report was uh, released and launched um, earlier this week uh, and it was in regards to uh, the findings and also very key recommendations um, from the actual inquiry that was uh, conducted by the Human Rights Commission and the support of um, particular members from the community, from uh, employers, unions, um, and uh, sectors of, uh, of the, or work sectors really, uh, to um, conduct this inquiry about uh, the significant pay gap, uh, ethnic pay gap. And how big is the pay gap right now? Um, quite significant. It has been for some time. The EEO Human Rights Commissioner, Sao Norma Lee Karanina Sumel, had indicated uh, with a slide uh, showing at the launch in regards to uh, the pay gap uh, between Pakia men and uh, Pacific men and Pakia men and Pacific women. Um, the median hourly earnings between a Pacific man and a Pakia man is 18.8%. The gap between Pakia men and, and Pacific women is at 25.1%, alongside our Māori women who experience 8.9% of the pay gap. So for every $1 a Pakia man earns, a Pacific man earns 0.81, and a Pacific woman earns 075 so when you look at that in terms of you know a lifetime of earnings, a Pacific man can earn um, uh, nineteen thousand five hundred less annually compared to a Pakia man, and over the course of a lifetime, a Pacific man can earn um, would have earned three hundred and sixty four seven. 1,786 less than a Pakia man. And for Pacific women, they earn on average 24,671 less than a Pakia man annually. So over the course of a lifetime, this accumulates to close to half a million difference in lifetime earnings. So that's the significance of the pay gap, Liam. And um, and that's, that is a huge issue and also um, a concern over decades of what has been happening uh, with our Pacific workforce and the earnings over this time. What are the measures that NZCTU and the Human Rights Commission calling for in response to this issue? We're calling for, um, I think there are some very key recommendations to the government. There's about, I think about six um, within that report. One of them really is urgently um calling for a, um, for the introduction of a pay transparency legislation. The other is around establishing a national pay equity task force 
to ensure that Pacific Māori and ethnic pay gaps are closed by 2042 or even less than that. There's also um, a call to implement the recommendations of the tripartite working group on better protections for the contractors, um, a call to ratify the International Labour Organisation or ILO 190 Violence and Harassment Convention, um, also a call to raise the minimum wage to the living wage um, to the same level as the living wage to ensure that increases over time remain adequate for people's living costs and also ensure that as the living wage increases, the minimum wage increases at the same time. So we have, we all of us have responsibility, a shared responsibility um, for these recommendations, um, whether we're employers or unions, um, but even so for our Pacific workforce and our community as well. It is a shared responsibility, but this is an urgent matter now. Um, and, and we are calling for action. Um, we can't wait uh, 120 years for for pay equity to happen uh, for our for our uh, Pacific workforce. So yeah, I'm saying it's a shared responsibility, mm. and that we all um, are part of this call to action. What impact could pay transparency have on closing the gap? I think it's really important that um, that uh, people know um, what they're worth. And it's important that as employers uh, that they need to look at um, they need to look at uh, what the pay gaps are within their own um, industries or sectors and address it uh, so that we we don't have uh, you know these gaps widen or continue to stay um, to stay widened. Uh, where people are uh, not earning what they should be earning, and also, but also, I think it's really important that um, that um, you know there are people who have the same qualifications or similar experience, and um, and they need to know um, you know what 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 they're worth, and not have um, and not have pay um, gaps hidden. Um, causing um, issues within the workplace and also with management and with employers as well. What role does the government play in seeing the Pacific pay gap minimised? I think it's the government listening, uh, listening to this to this report that um, has come out. I mean, this is nothing new. We've known this. But what's great about this is that uh, the Human Rights Commission has put out this report and basically this report has drawn a line in the sand or put a stake in the in the ground to say, hey, this has got to stop. This is now there's this is evidence. You know, people have been uh, the inquiry has spoken to so many people um, across the whole uh, workforce, um, whether they're employers, uh, employees, Pacific communities, men and women, uh, young people, uh, people with disabilities, and really we need the government to listen and pay heed to um, what has been recommended in this report. Why is it so urgent that we make these changes? We've waited too long. Um, we've been asking for this for many years, and we're just really thankful that the Human Rights Commission um, took the call for action from uh, from our Pacific communities uh, to to do this inquiry. And like I said, this is what they've brought up is not new, but what it does is it supports it supports us uh, to um, to forge forward uh, to close the gaps. 
and to uh, make it known not only to the government but also to our communities, to our employers, uh, to um, and to people who have missed out for so long on what they could have earned and um, all the possibilities of what they could have uh, made use of the monies that I talked about that was in the that was. Uh, uh, highlighted um, in terms of the um, showing um, what the difference was between Pacific men, Pacific women and Pakia men. I just don't want this report to be shelved. I think it's really important that we take the, uh, this report seriously and the recommendations that have been made and that, like I said, this is a shared responsibility. All of us have to have to work together to uh, make these recommendations um, happen and to do the best that we can. Um, I think it's been a long time coming. Um, this is, as as Salmour uh, Mali has said, this is a human right and, and we all support that this is a human right issue. That was the New Zealand Council of Trade Unions, Caroline Mareko on the Pacific Pay Gap. That was a 95BFM podcast. Support 95BFM with a B card. Go to 95BFM.com slash sign up.